Hey, thanks for being here at Truth Unbound, and I am Walter Swain, your host. And uh, well, let's let me let me begin with this. Watch what this man has to say. Ready? Go. I believe that a large-scale resettlement of the world population is increasingly necessary to compensate for the dangerous misalignment in our foundational geographies. Now, did you did you get that? A large-scale resettlement of the world population, he says, is increasingly necessary to compensate for the dangerous misalignment in our foundational geographies. Yes, you heard that right. The operative word there is resettlement of the world's population. Necessary, required resettlement. In other words, the forced moving of masses of people, not just from one side of town to another or one town to another town, or one region to another, but he's saying from one country to another, from one place on the planet to another, selected, of course, by the elites as to where you should go for your own good and for the good of the planet. Well, this is only done through one of two ways, manipulation or brute force. Whether he says that directly or not, he makes it sound so sensible and so easy to do, but it should terrify you because this guy advises government leaders, military leaders, and the World Economic Forum, which he worked for at one time, and other influential world-level organizations. Now, what is this to do with Scripture? And what should the believer's response be? Well, we're going to dig into that right now. Hey, thanks again for being with me at Truth Unbound, and I'm excited to see God's work in lives through this ministry. I, I get emails and comments about how it, is, how it has helped people and helped others around the world come to a better understanding of the Bible and of God. So if you want to help be a part of God's truth reaching more people, then you can do it as simply as clicking like, and then click on all notifications, and then also click to follow us on the podcast apps and share a link of this podcast and any and all of the others with other people you know. Well, let's dive into today's topic right now. All right, so now we have another major player. Actually, he's been there for quite a while, but uh, that's why we're bringing him to light. Another major player on the prophetic scene when it comes to the coming unified world government and economy that we talk about once in a while here at Truth Unbound. Now, he's lesser well-known to many people, especially in the U.S., yet his influence and ideas are having a profound effect on world leaders and influencers. And what he is trying to say we should all be doing in the world, well, it does have huge implications when it comes to Bible prophecy, and we'll explain that in a minute. Now, just before we show you who this is, before we introduce him as our main focus today, let's do a quick review of other major players on the world scene and prophetic scene that we have brought to your attention in earlier podcasts, okay? Well, probably the first and the cornerstone influencer that we've mentioned before, and we'll quickly mention him again here today, is Klaus Schwab, the founder and leader of the World Economic Forum, the creator and force behind the Great Reset idea. 
Now, remember, the Great Reset is the plan being enacted by world governments already, uh, the U.S. included under the Biden administration, to align mega corporations and governments of nations of the world to unify the world's economic structures, forcing companies and the people of the nations to conform to a set of arbitrary and often many of them godless standards established by the world's elites who form this alliance, all in the name of saving the world. Well, Schwab's World Economic Forum released a video a couple of years ago, which they quickly deleted due to its the, uh, the, uh, the pushback on it, and tr- they've tried to bury it. But there's a catchphrase in it that, that continues to circulate, and it says this, you will own nothing and be happy. Doesn't that give you the warm fuzzies? Well, it does give you the full picture in just those few words of what their goal really is for you and everyone in the world. We also brought to light another major figure in all of this, and that is economist Pippa Malgren. Now, she's not as well known or heard of as much, but we played her video clips, and her comments on blockchain and unification of a digital world monetary system uh, is well known. At the World Government Summit earlier this year, and just this past March in 2022, she said this, We are on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we are about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us for great, far greater clarity over what's going on. Okay, that's terrifying. Lastly, we asked if the future false prophet might already be among us in the well-known professor, author, and futurist by the name of Yuval Harari. Our conclusion is, here at Truth Unbound, that he's likely not to be the false prophet. Could be, but likely not. Uh, That is the second beast of Revelation 13. But that his ideas and mindset are exactly what the future false prophet will be made of, as well as the Antichrist. Now, in his book, Homo Deus, he says this, and I quote, Having raised humanity above the beastly level of survival struggles, we will now aim to upgrade humans into gods and turn Homo sapiens into Homo Deus. Now, Yuval is a major proponent of what is called transhumanism. Now, according to HumanityPlus.org, a transhumanist organization, transhumanist, transhumanism is defined as the intellectual and cultural movement that affirms the possibility and desirability of fundamentally improving the human condition through applied reason, especially by developing and making widely available technologies to eliminate aging and to greatly enhance human intellectual physical, and psychological capacities. In other words, while using technology to rid mankind of poverty and hunger, which is a good thing, and disease as well, the real goal is like that of those of Genesis 11 in the Tower of Babel, to achieve godlike status through integrating technology, and in this case, integrating technology into the human body. So Schwab, Malgram, Yuval, along with those in the Biden administration and other primary leaders 
of many world governments, along with others as such as Bill Gates, George Soros, leaders of the United Nations, and more, are forming the building blocks of what Revelation 13 and 18 tell us of the future world unified government and economy, uh, what Revelation 18 calls the future Babylon, the Antichrist and the false prophet will lead. But now let's focus on our major player of today's podcast, uh, the major player in this great reset initiative who brings in another tool for the formation of this world system. His name is Parag Khanna. Now, Mr. Khanna has been a senior research fellow at various globalization organizations, as well as uh, the Council on Foreign Relations. He has also worked for the World Economic Forum. That's a huge red flag. He has written countless articles and authored many books and is in high demand for speaking about his views and his proposal. And his, his views and ideals should be alarming to anyone who not only values freedom and free market capitalism, but even more so should be alarming and raise red flags to Christians all over the world who hold a biblical worldview. Now, his most recent book is called Move, and his basic premise and perpetual sermon is this, that climate change is forcing people in the world already to naturally move from southern to northern regions, more habitable regions, including in the U.S. This change is causing a massive need for a young workforce to fill the needed jobs as well, since there are fewer people being born to replace the aging workforce. Add to this, he says, the data of how there are mass movements or migrations of people across the globe to these more prosperous and livable areas. Now, Kana also says at the same time of this climate and population crisis, we're already growing in our global connectivity. Well, that's obvious to anybody, but he's talking about connected economically and technologically in a way that blurs the border lines between nations. So according to Kana, what is the solution to all this? And why does it have any connection to Revelation 13 and the prophecies of the one world economy and government? Well, let's listen to what he has to say. Here we go. Fortunately, though the 19th century manifest destiny was for millions a leap into the unknown, the next one doesn't have to be. It can be a set of policies pre-designed to take into account the risks of climate change, the locations of important resources, the key national industries, and the skills of the American people. We can relocate people to climate resilient zones where the population and economy can flourish, but also preserve our environment in the process. The Biden administration is going to spend trillions of dollars on an infrastructure plan and the Green New Deal. These can be the twin efforts to promote both mobility and sustainability. And thinking about the next manifest destiny isn't just a North American task. It's a global one. Our civilization is defined by four layers of geography, natural, political, functional, and human. But all over the world, these four geographies are badly misaligned. 
Yet we don't have to be prisoners to today's borders or unsustainable economies. We have a moral obligation to move people to resources and technologies to people. In the coming two decades, the world population will likely peak at about 9 billion people. It's up to us to decide how we, how our children, can better distribute ourselves across 58 million square miles or 150 million square kilometers of territory. It's high time to start thinking beyond sovereignty to stewardship. For me, this is more than a thought experiment, more than a plea. It's a call to action. I believe that a large-scale resettlement of the world population is increasingly necessary to compensate for the dangerous misalignment in our foundational geographies. Okay, so then what's the big deal? And why do his views have anything to do, even remotely, with Bible prophecy? Well, here's why. And you just heard it. Kana's whole mission is to say that the, the one he says we must have and that federal governments must put into action now before it's too late is to take advantage of these climate change effects and the mass connectivity and the mass migrations of people and drop or minimize the borders of countries and the idea of national sovereignty and have a world that is unified and connected by its economic power regions. And in the U.S. in particular, he even stated in an article he wrote called A New Map for America, this is what he says, and I quote, These city-states matter for more than most American states, and connect connectivity to these urban clusters determines Americans' long-term economic viability, far more than which state they reside in. The problem is that while the economic reality goes one way, the 50-state model means that federal and state resources are concentrated in a state capital, often a small isolated city itself, and allocated with little sense of the larger whole. Not only does this keep back our largest cities, but smaller American cities are increasingly cut off from the national agenda, destined to become low-cost immigrant and retirement colonies or simply to be abandoned. What would this approach look like in America? It would start by focusing not on state lines, but on existing lines of infra infrastructure, supply chains, and telecom telecommunications. Routes that stay remarkably true to the borders of the emergent super regions and are most robust within the new urban archipelagos." End quote. He also brings up uh, how citizenship is determined not by loyalty to a nation and culture anymore, but to the search for economic and habitable goals. Or in other words, citizenship to a nation is also a thing of the, a thing of the past. So let's just be one world. <laughs> to add to this, Kana proposes also a world passport. Look at this, and I quote, how can we return to a world where passports don't stand for who you are, but simply identify you on your way to where you're going? The first step would be a technological platform at the intersection of blockchain and biometrics. 
Embassies and consulates today are overwhelmed with visa applications, each with marginally different requirements that could easily be streamlined. Global databases, my emphasis there, could also iron out the discrepancies between physical and digital IDs, and border checkpoints could be better connected to them. This data could be stored on the blockchain, updated and verified for ongoing usage. A globally trusted ID database would help countries know whom they can safely let in based on their good standing, and it can also help them more easily decide whom to keep out, including some of their own citizens. Four of the eight terrorists in the November 2015 attacks in Paris were French citizens. Now is a unique opportunity to bring about a system that empowers rather than restrains the billions of individuals whose freer mobility could benefit world society. It's also a chance to digitally prepare for an era of mass migrations resulting from political collapse and climate change, in which hundreds of millions of people may circulate in a constant flux of unpredictable, multi-directional movements. Mankind is capable of a better approach to managing cross-border movements, whether on the blockchain or eventually chips embedded under our skin. Mobility is our best insurance against volatility. When the next crisis comes, we'll be glad we have it. Uh, no, Mr. Kana, we won't be. We won't be glad we have it. But if it goes the way you say it should, we won't have any choice either way. That is the crux of the problem. And the devil knows it and will exploit it to the maximum during the coming tribulation period. You see, for the one world government to work, and it will for seven years until its prophesied demise by Jesus Christ's return, as seen in Revelation and in the Gospels and other prophecies in the Old and New Testaments. It will mean that sovereign national boundaries will have to be erased or be nothing more than functional lines on a map. The world will be connected by its economic power regions and led by a united world leader and his administration. But believer in Jesus, you have only to look up. For as it says in the word, your redemption draweth nigh. You see, the believer, the one who repents of their sin and puts their faith in Jesus alone for salvation, now, today, will be saved from all of this. Glory to God. Paul reassured us to be, that we will be spared from the wrath to come, as it's called, uh, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10. And how will we be spared? Well, let's read out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. So in the midst of that coming seven-year tribulation and the coming one-world government and economy with its, with its oppressive mandates and control, 
Jesus will come and snatch us away to heaven all before it begins to unloose or unleash itself all over the world. And my friend, if you're unsure, if you are saved, then I, I urge you to give your life to Christ. You see, Jesus came 2,000 years ago to give his life for you. He died on the cross for your sin, and he rose again from the dead for you so that you could, by faith, believe in him. By following him, you will be saved, and you will have your sins forgiven, and you will have life eternal, and you will be saved from the wrath, the wrath of God, to come. And the way you do that, it says in Romans 10, 13, that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Will you call on him today? Just say, Lord, I am, I'm a sinner, and I know that only you can save me, and you are God, and you died, and you rose again from the dead, and I ask that you save me, and here's my life. I follow you now. Will you do that? If you've not, if you do, let me know. Would you let me know by emailing me at info at truthunbound.org, and we'll get you connected to the next steps. And fellow follower of Jesus, brother or sister in Christ, don't lose hope. Don't fear. That's why Paul said, comfort one another with these words. You and I will be with the Lord during that terrible time on earth. And in the meanwhile, here and now, before this all comes, and as it builds, we're to be living lives that are more dedicated to Christ and telling everyone we can about the good news of Jesus Christ and to invite them to come to him today. Hey, thanks so much for following Truth Unbound. I hope this has helped you to understand who this guy is, uh, Mr. Kana and the other players on the world scene and what's coming and what's happening now to build up to that. And I hope, by the way, and more than anything, that you are comforted from the words of Jesus, from the word of God, that knowing him and following him and being saved by him, because you've given your life to him, you'll be saved from all of it. Well, my friend, again, I want to encourage you to click on like, uh, also to click on all notifications if you're doing that on YouTube. Also click to follow us on any podcast app. Uh, we have the video and audio versions, uh, audio only versions as well out there. And then also uh, just share it with everyone you can and feel free to comment and reply where you can as well. I try my best to follow up on almost every one of those that I can. Well, again, thank you. And remember this, follow Jesus and you'll always follow the truth.